generation get very, very disrespectful when it comes to, you know, that era. And they always say, like, oh, well, Wilt Chamberlain, even if he did put up 100, it was against plumbers. They had, no, please, the plumbers. Are you kidding me? They had so many great centers back in those. They hardly had centers. The guys that are centers now, they're not centers. I mean, they play on the wing. They're all wanting to shoot three-point shots. I mean, they don't block shots. They don't protect the rim. It's a different game. People don't understand. I've had many people say, well, Rick, you know, you guys wouldn't be able to play with these guys today. I said, okay, what drugs are you on? Okay, because you got a problem. Because if you really understood the game and you really knew what the difference was between when we played and the guys playing here, we had nothing to help us. I didn't have an agility coach. I didn't have a dietitian. I didn't travel on charter planes so that we could get a good night's sleep and get to the next city and have a nice day. We drove ourselves around in rental cars. I mean, we had $8 a day per diem. These guys get you know, charted food on their planes. We didn't have whirlpools and we didn't have saunas and we didn't have masseuses and, and we didn't have any of that. If I played today, I would be faster. And I was pretty fast, okay, and quick. I'd be faster, stronger, quicker, more endurance, jump higher. I would be so much better a basketball player because I had none of those things available to me. It's absolutely crazy how much better the guys that I played with, the Oscar Robertsons and Jerry West, all of us, as good as we were, would be even greater playing today. Wow. your boy king known uncensored and we gonna call this offset versus offender but we'll get to that much later oh boy hate to start off with sad news though but um i want to send a special rest in peace to irish grinstead hope i'm pronouncing that right of the group 702 who passed away oh man sad very fucking sad if you ask me man it's just wow she was just so young like she died at the age of 43 you can't imagine what that family has gone through because you know she lost her twin sister a few years back at the age of 29 to kidney failure as a result of her battle with cancer wow both gone too soon um 702 let's reminisce about good times instead of just thinking about the sadness of this so 702 came out late 90s mid to late 90s you know what i'm saying and a bedley of great girl groups came out like you talking about TLC we talking about SWV we talking about Xscape we talking about Destiny's Child you know what I'm saying and many other girl groups and 702 you know they stood out because they were like the girls next door you know TLC had the rebellion 
SWV had the strong voices. Escape had the tomboy look, but the uh, church girl voices. You know what I'm saying? Destiny's Child were the bougie girls. 702 was like the average suburban girl. You know what I'm saying? Just basically like three girls that were bougie but not stuck up like Destiny's Child. You know what I'm saying? They gave off that vibe. And you know, their biggest hit was Stilo. Stilo was one of the best songs of the 90s like hands down that's like one of my favorite records from them like Stilo was crazy and I definitely had all three of their albums you know they released three albums No Doubt 702 and Star I mean, no doubt had the Stilo record on here. And then Missy Elliott worked very closely with the group. And then um, one of, also one of my faves was uh, All I Want. You know what I'm saying? Off of the No Doubt album. That was on the uh, Good Burger soundtrack. Shit was fire. Their second album had yet another breakout hit. Where are my girls at? That was a big one. That was just as as big as Stilo was. But then, you know, I played my favorite 702 song in the intro, I Still Love You. You know, which was produced by the Neptunes. Neptunes was killing radio at the time. And then, you know, the uh, original group, you know, had, had reunited. Because, you know, um, Ulrich wasn't in the original group i mean they she was in the original group but she was swapped out a couple of times but then you know when star came out you know the twins were reunited in this group and star was a star was out of here too with clips yeah, but rest in peace, man, to Irish Grinstead of 702. All right, let's move on, man. Let's move on to some controversy. Now, CBS Sports reportedly ranked your king, your god, LeBron James, outside of the top 10. Not only outside of the top 10, but number 12 in the league. Wow, I was shocked to hear about that. I'm trying to find the list here. Because, man, this is controversial, man. Because a lot of people feel like LeBron James is even at this age that he is is the best player in basketball. There we are. Okay, so the CBS Sports people had him 12th. And that pissed a lot of people off. I mean, I have 10 of the 12 right here as the CBS Sports top 10 players in the NBA right now list is um, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Stephen Curry at three, uh, Luka at four, Kevin Durant at five, Joel Embiid at six, Jason Tatum at seven, Devin Booker at eight, Jimmy Butler at nine, and Damian Lillard at 10. Now, I kind of do agree with nine of the ten, I don't think Dame is 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 a, a is um is better than LeBron right now. That's just me. Dame's my favorite player in the world, but I don't think he's better than LeBron James. 
That's probably the only one, but you know, I think they had Jalen Brown at number 11 ahead of LeBron too. I mean, there's somebody that they're missing in this top 10 as well, in my opinion. Oh yeah, Anthony Anthony Davis is missing. What the fuck? How you gonna not only not put, you know, rank Brian 12, but not even include Anthony Davis in the top 10? That's strange to me. Kevin Durant at five. I don't know about that one. Joel Embiid is the MVP. He gotta be top three. Like, I don't agree with this list, y'all. I'm not gonna front. I don't agree with this list. I only agree with the number one, and that's Nikola Jokic, because, you know, he's the, you know, NBA champ, finals MVP. He had a great season where he averaged damn near a triple-double, if not a triple-double. And, oh, yeah, speaking of list, this is a precursor to my version of the NBA's top 50 players. When is it dropping? I don't know, man. Before the week's out, you'll hear something about it. You may get it tonight. You may get it tomorrow. Or you may get it in three, four days. When I drop, you'll know. Stay tuned. All right. But them ranking LeBron top, not top 10. I mean, it's a little bit. I mean, 12, I'm 50-50 about that. I'm not going to tell you where I rank LeBron, but it's around that uh, 10, 11, 12 range. You'll see later on whether I agree or disagree. I will bring this back up on the top 50 episode. So let's move on to free agent seven-footer. Neamus Quetta is finalizing a two-way contract with the Boston Celtics. Quetta has spent the past two seasons with the Kings, who drafted him in the second round of 2021. I bought Quetta up last show as he got released alongside JaVale McGee, and he was paid. Not, Mc, not JaVale McGee. I meant to... He was... I meant Nerlens Noel, my bad. Quetta was released alongside Nerlens Noel on partially guaranteed contracts, which they got paid for. And now he's moving on to the Boston Celtics. Now he's obviously going to have to prove himself as to why, you know, he's got a two-way contract. Because a two-way contract means that they have the right to put them on their G League team if the... uh, roster is full and they have the uh, ability to call him up when need be but i feel like low-key yeah it is kind of crowded over there at that big man position pause but i think that quetta could get some pt with Christoph Przingis being unsure if he's going to be ready for the uh season opener because he had a plantar fasciitis injury that he dealt with during the Olympics. So Quetta might get some clock. I mean, yeah, it's a crowded front court when you got um, Al Horford, Robert Williams, and Christophe Porzingis. But Quetta, from what I've seen, he's a good player. He can ball. Like, he is a traditional big man. Duke can get a lot of defensive and offensive boards. He'll give you six fouls, and he's aggressive. And I think he would be a great fit for the uh, <laughs> Boston Celtics. Oh, man. Offset versus offender. We are finally here. Man, this is just a corny situation. So, Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, 
a sex offender and Offset got into a beef. And Kenneth Petty threatened to kill Offset. The beef stemmed from the VMAs where Nicki Minaj was performing her new record, Dissing Cardi. And, you know, Nicki was pointing at her and stuff. And Cardi responded, I didn't flinch. And then, like, after the event, you know, Kenneth Petty was outside with two bum-ass niggas, basically, talking shit. I mean, when he's standing outside with these people, he says, plan that vacation you going to be planning your funeral, pussy. We out here to talk, right? Let's talk. But you know we ain't talking no pussy-ass nigga. I don't know who y'all think y'all playing with. Like, even as reports began to surface, it's just like, the reason why is, you know, unknown. But Offset mocked Kenny Petty for being broke as he jumped out of a jet earlier on Saturday morning. And it seemed to be a DM exchange between Offset and Kenneth Petty online. And Offset seems to be unbothered. It's just like, dude, who are you, number one? First of all, man, you better be lucky that you have a home. And Offset said, y'all on foot, we boarding planes, we boarding jets. You have to understand, like, this nigga Offset in less than a week has been to the Colorado game. The nigga has been on the VMAs with his wife. And then the nigga was hanging out with Kai Sanat, you know, at his crib doing viral videos. I mean, Offset did respond to them. But this is my problem. It's just like, dude, why the fuck y'all getting involved in Nikki and Cardi's problem? Obviously, the last time these two saw each other, there was a confrontation going on. Because, you know, before, they had seemed to, like, talk it out and seemed to have been on good terms but then you know some petty shit happened and Cardi went live exposing whatever issue that was and it was back on from there you know because the issue stemmed from you know motorsport and ever since then it's been rocky between these two and it seems like you know Cardi's been the new kid on the block and Nicki Minaj hasn't really released an album since 2018. Cardi B released an album in 2018 and she's taken off from here and she hasn't released an album since then. I think that Kenneth Petty just needs to leave the female beef to females because this is female behavior in my opinion. This business just doesn't involve him. Offset doesn't really give a fuck and is not is not going to cave in to your negative foolishness. This is honestly fucking stupid. So I don't know. I mean, Nicki Minaj is releasing what is presumed to be a comeback album, Pink Friday 2, later this year. I truly think that this will be a great album, probably borderline classic because she doesn't have one of those albums. She doesn't have a classic album in her repertoire. So, I mean, she's older now, so she should have a lot more substance. And, you know, her being a seasoned veteran, the bar should be there. That's what I'm expecting because y'all put all this hype on her and I want her to deliver 
on her end. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. Los Angeles Clippers have ended James Harden trade talks with the Philadelphia 76ers. The Clippers tried to trade for James Harden, and that deal didn't happen. This is according to Brian Windhorse, a.k.a. Humpty Dumpty, a.k.a. White Sherman Clump, a.k.a. Big Burgers, Bob's Burgers, nigga, a.k.a. Peter Griffin. So, and from what I understand, it was the Clippers who said, okay, there's no deal here. We're going to move on. And while I assume that they could certainly make a deal midseason, I assume that this is what they're going to go with. My thoughts on this is James Harden is untradeable, and I don't see why the Clippers would want him. I mean, it seems like the Clippers are trying to give up their depth for James Harden. James Harden is way too unpredictable to have on your roster. He's just way too unpredictable. You don't know if he's going to be focused, if he's going to be in shape. We don't know if he's going to be out partying too much. We don't know what this guy's going to be on. You know, at least with Dennis, when Dennis Rodman was doing some of those same things, Dennis Rodman outworked Michael Jordan. James Harden can't outwork me (laughs) and I'm a regular ass human being you know and then you know he's uninspired you got an uninspired player coming back to camp who's starting you know controversy and we don't know what the Philadelphia 76ers as an organization and their players feel about this so I'm pretty sure it's going to have mixed reactions. I don't think it's a good idea for um I don't think it's a good idea for the Clippers to try to get James Harden. They should hang their heads and pray to God that Kawhi and Paul George can stay healthy a full season because they clearly have the depth to get it done. The addition of Russell Westbrook did enhance this Clipper team, who was kind of semi-struggling throughout the season, with Kawhi and Paul being out. But Kawhi and Paul George can't get away with that low management shit because, you know, if they're healthy and or trying to, quote, in quotations, rest, you know, the NBA can find them and their organization. Malcolm Brogdon's relationship with the Boston Celtics could be in peril. That's according to uh, analyst Gary Washburn. He's reportedly angry with the Celtics and including him in trade talks this offseason. Malcolm Brogdon won the sixth man of the year. I'm trying to remember like what the Clippers were trying because um, the Clippers were trying to uh he was originally the domino that was supposed to fall in the Kristaps Porzingis trade because it was supposed to be him and it was supposed to be Porzingis and a bunch of picks originally. But the trade ended up falling through and Brogdon ended up... And the trade fell through because Brogdon failed the physical. Because if Brogdon would have passed the physical, Brogdon would have been a clipper. And that would have been a huge pickup for the L.A. Clippers. Like, you have Brogdon coming off the bench with fucking Bones Highland and... Um... And Mason Plumlee and Terrence Mann. Like, come on, man. It would have been up and stuck. And then, you know... 
Brogdon won the sixth man of the year last year. But he was pissed off about the Celtics thinking about trading him. But, I mean, I understand the anger. But at the end of the day, Malcolm, this is a business. You can be traded today, tomorrow. These organizations could flat out lie in your face. They can even give you a contract extension to make it look like you're staying. But you can be traded if the right deal comes along. Lucky for you, you're back in Boston. So, pause. You should just suck it up and play some damn good basketball and get a contract extension and prove to them that they shouldn't trade you. Instead of using Brogdon, they used Marcus Smart, which was a big blow to that Celtics team because that was the heart and soul of that team. And he had been, you know, drafted there. The Portland Trailblazers and the Miami Heat have made some progress in the last 48 to 72 hours on a potential Damian Lillard trade. A multi-team deal has been thought of as the best way for the Heat to acquire Damian Lillard. <laughs> From what I understand, the Portland Trailblazers want Miami's whole entire future. And I mean, Tyler Hero has low-key been in his feelings about being a possible piece in a deal to acquire Damian Lillard. I mean, well, they got to match salaries. I mean, they're not going to trade Jimmy or Bam. So you guess who? Guess who's next up to go? It's going to be you. Because they're paying Damian Lillard a shit ton of money. But from what I understand, the Blazers GM is stingy. Like, if you want Damian Lillard, you got you to gotta bring the house. They want the sun, the stars, the moon, and nine planets for Dame. My thoughts on this, I don't think a, a, a Damian Lillard trade to Miami is going to happen. I think Portland is content on keeping him and building up this young core that they got around him and his teammates are pretty good. Not going to hold you. I mean, them drafting Scoot Henderson, you know what I'm saying? Them drafting Chris Murray and Ryan Rupert, you know what I mean? If Rupert, you know, cracks the uh, lineup, you know, he's still got Anthony Simons. He re-signed Jeremy Grant. You, you re-sign Matisse Thibel. There's some good skill position players around them. I mean, if they could get a healthy season out of Nurkic, who knows? Maybe the Blazers could sneak into a play-in. You never know. And this has been this right here, ladies and gentlemen. This is the most underrated pickup of the whole entire offseason. And I knew once somebody picked him up, they were going to get a gem because this dude last year averaged 20 points per game. Yes, albeit it was on a lottery team. Yes, he had a lot of shot attempts. But free agent Kelly Oubre Jr. is expected to sign a one-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. So whether Harden comes back or not, Oubre is going to be a key piece and a key factor in getting the Sixers to the playoffs. I mean, it would be great if they got Harden back because they need him. I mean, can you imagine Maxi, Harden, Oubre, Harris, and uh, Joel Embiid? I heard they got Denny. Did they get Denny Green back in Philly? Because I read a story that Green is back in Philly. Danny Green has had success with the Sixers. Yep. Yeah, Danny Green went back to the Sixers. But 
is this gonna, you know, because is this gonna be the same Danny Green? Because if you recall, last time we seen Danny Green, he tore his ACL. And Memphis ended up acquiring him. And I don't think he ever saw the court for Memphis. If he did, it was garbage time. But yeah, man, um, I like the Ubre pickup. Ubre is a guy who can score. He's aggressive. He plays very good defense. He could check a lot of teams' best players. I'm not saying he locks them up. I'm just saying he just doesn't get like completely destroyed, you know. And I like the Ubre pickup. Huh, Tanache versus Chris Brown. Rolling my fucking eyes. Man, people need to leave Tanache alone, bro. Yes, I'm saying that because she's one of my favorite artists. I don't care. One of my favorite female singers and shit. But Tanache said, came out and said that, um, you know, she regrets working with Chris Brown and R. Kelly. You know, Chris Brown has had a lot of controversies attached to his name but I don't like the Chris Brown slander but it doesn't seem like she was slandering him but Tanache was signed to RCA Records and Chris Brown and R. Kelly were also signed to RCA these are record labels you know she attributed that to record label pressure she didn't necessarily want to work with them this was kind of like a force to, you know, help her career. And the moves didn't help her career at all. You know, Tanache, from a technical standpoint, is a one-hit wonder. You know, because she's known for her record, Two On, with Schoolboy Q. That was like a, a hit record in the, tw- in the early 2010s. No, she's released multiple albums and, you know, she's currently independent. You know, she left RCA in 2018. But Chris Brown had a, a response to Tanache and he said, name to five Tanache songs and I bet everybody would be dead. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, I can name 20 of them bitches because I'm a fan of hers. So I really shouldn't count. I mean, I could name five, but that ain't shit to a boss. I mean, obviously, two on, far side of the moon, Aquarius, feels like Vegas, party favors, hopscotch. That's six right there. I'll just give you six for now. But I can name 20, but I don't have enough time to name 20 20 live. But y'all niggas know what it is. But y'all gotta leave Tanache alone, man. Let her have her opinion. Oh, man. Black Love. What happened? Damn. Shit, Tiana and and Tiana Taylor and Ma Shumpert getting fucking, you know, separated. We can't get each other. Every time I see you, I get a bad vibe. <laughs> Damn, Black Love, these was y'all relationship goals and shit. I mean, Tiana made it clear that infidelity isn't the cause, but they still splitting. Then, um, Jeezy divorced uh, his wife, you know, for sexting another man. Jeezy ain't give her the chance to cheat. That nigga said, ha <laughs> Damn. Chill. <laughs> she, hit, she hit GD Mai with, with them ad-libs, nigga. I wasn't a big fan of those two linking up anyway. You know, they got a beautiful baby out of it, but still. I wasn't a big fan of that union, no way. Then last, <laughs> Remy and Papoose. 
What? Oh, man. The poster child for black love. Remy and Papoose. Papoose held this lady down seven years. And, you know, there has been rumors of Remy cheating on Pap with uh, Easy to Block Captain. And, you know, Geechee Gotti and Easy to Block Captain battled and Geechee just had a bunch of punchlines and Remy Ma was like standing right there just with her head down looking embarrassed so it's gotta be some truth to that shit damn black love man that just shows you right there you can give a woman the goddamn moon and she wants the stars she wants all the nine planets. She wants the sun. I mean, nothing you do is good enough for the next person, man. That's all I'm going to say about that one. The NBA schedule has come out. Let's look at the NBA schedule, man. The calendar. The NBA season begins on October the 24th. And I'm excited about this, man, because the offseason, I think every team did something to get better. Damn near every team, I should say. At least 25 of them motherfuckers all got better. The Western Conference is going to be something that I am going to be tuned into because of the fact that, you know... All 15 teams in the West got better in the offseason. It's going to be real close for that play-in. Don't be surprised if your 10th seed wins 45 games. Uh, The in-season tournament, this new adapted in-season tournament, will begin on November the 3rd all the way to December the 9th. So we'll see who gets to be the mid-pack, mid-season champion. I guess they're trying to take elements of college because, you know, each... uh, 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 There's a set of groups that teams have been assigned to. And so they're going to battle it out for the um, mid-season champion. Um, The All-Star Weekend is going to be February 16th to the 18th. The regular season is going to end on April the 14th. The play-in tournament is going to be April 16th to the 19th. And the playoffs will begin on April the 20th. And Game 1 of the NBA Finals will be June 6th. Opening night. We got the Lakers playing the Nuggets in a rematch of the Western Conference Finals. That shall be interesting. And then their 10 o'clock game is going to be the Phoenix Suns versus the Golden State Warriors. Holy moly guacamole. In minority voice. Those are good games. And they're both Western Conference games gonna be about it's gonna be a party y'all it's gonna be a party y'all oh man so if jaron jackson jr wins defensive player of the year again next next season he will be eligible for a five-year, $318 million Supermax extension. Wow. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I wouldn't pay Jaron Jackson $3.18 to be on my team. Sorry, not sorry. Especially after that poor performance in the Olympics. Now, granted, he's on the right team. And his role is his role. But $318 million? He's not worth that. No way in hell. 
even if he does be eligible for that Supermax, the Memphis Grizzlies would be dumb to give him that money. Now, yes, they paid. So he will be getting paid more than John Morant and Desmond Bain, two guys on that team that are clearly better than Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I I just don't think that he deserves that. The Golden State Warriors have opened conversations with Klay Thompson's camp about a potential long-term extension. Klay Thompson extension with Warriors gets a crucial update ahead of the 2023-2024 season. Um, in my opinion, I mean, if you want to make Klay a lifer for the Warriors, fuck it, why not? You know, last, I think it was last year, I had stated that they should have traded Clay Thompson. But I had a change of heart watching him the second half of the season. And I just feel like I don't see Clay Thompson playing in another uniform. Just lock him up for the rest of his career. I mean, he didn't necessarily get to play out his five year. $190 million extension. You know, he missed a couple of years. Well, you know, he tore his ACL and then he fucked his knee up again on the other leg. This shit was just wow. So I hope Clay gets his money. Question, y'all. Has Gunna been vindicated? Now, I did, you know, make episodes calling him a snitch or suggesting or questioning did he snitch or not. And I was 50-50. I didn't have a problem with what he did, but I only had a problem when he talk gangsta shit on records because I never viewed Gunna as the thug type he was always the flyest dresser you know what I mean he, he was a swag rapper not a gangster rapper even though he did have a line here and there about shooting and killing and stuff but that's not what we know Gunner for so I didn't necessarily have a problem with him doing the yes ma'am thing, but I was definitely going to joke about it. You know, it's mixed feelings and mixed opinions on this situation. Yeah, I wasn't fucking with Gunna like for a minute, but I ended up checking out his album, A Gift and a Curse, and it's just like his other music. I never was like a, the biggest Gunna fan to begin with. But A Gift and a Curse was okay. It wasn't like the album that everybody was talking about. But it ha- it did have a few bangers though. Don't get me wrong. I definitely fuck with the, the lead single, Fuck You Mean. So, Young Thug's father has vindicated Gunna. Young Thug's father... Obviously seems to be plugged in on this situation. Let's read what he said. Okay, so Young Thug's father, Jeffrey Williams Sr., has seemingly deaded the conversation around whether Gunna is a snitch, claiming that the rapper didn't do anything to harm his son. All he was told to do was say yes. All he had to do was say yes. So, Mr. Williams said, I love Gunna. Let me try to help the attorney clarify that a little simpler. Gunna hasn't done anything on this case whatsoever that can hurt us. (laughs) 
and Gunner's been, you know, on the free thugger train. So basically what he's saying is his attorney just told him to say yes to everything. And then, you know, Gunna was not required to testify against Young Thug. Because if he did, then that would be snitching. So he's not going to testify against Thugger. Because from a technical standpoint, all Gunna did was say that YSL is a gang and a record label. Like, if you listen to his statements, he just said, yes, ma'am. That's it. He didn't say Young Thug was this, Young Thug was that, and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, some people are still going to say he snitched. And which is fine, because, you know, the footage was hard to watch. But again, Gunna's not built like that. He's not a killer or entrenched into game life. He was just down for his YSL niggas. So, Jeffrey Williams Sr. seemed to had taken that snitch label off of Young Thug. I mean, off of Gunna, I mean. Not again, Drake. So, Drake pushes back his album once again. To October the 6th. You know, he decided to uh, hold off his tour in order to finish his album. I mean, he's going to continue to push his album back. Y'all do know that, right? You know, I highly doubt that we're going to get for all the dogs this year. I'm not going to front. Yes, I'm anticipating it, but, you know, I can wait. Drake fans can't wait. And I'm just like, why? Drake has released an album every fucking year. I honestly think that Drake needs to take two, three years off, make people miss him, and then drop a a dope-ass album. Because if you look at Kendrick, you look at Cole, you look at Big Sean, you look at Wale, they're not dropping every fucking year. Even look at Meek. Those guys aren't dropping every year. They're taking two, three years in between to perfect their album and to make it the best product available. Meanwhile, Drake is throwing shit all out there for a paycheck. Shout out to DeMontis Sabonis. DeMontis Sabonis turned down the full money available on his new contract to give the Sacramento Kings more roster flexibility to build a true contender. Because, you know, they added EuroLeague MVP, Sasha Veskinov, Chris Duarte, JaVale McGee, and drafted Colby Jones, re-signed Harrison Barnes, Trey Lyles, and Alex Lynn, all because... Sabonis didn't fully take his extension. Pause. Damian Lillard appeared on It Is What It Is today as he broke down some career highlights, his poise, how did he become so clutch? He talked about the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green situation. He didn't delve too deeply in 
his desires to play for Miami. But he did say one thing, though. He's not going to bitch and complain when he doesn't get his way. Meanwhile, the media is trying to portray him as a person that if he doesn't get what he wants, if he doesn't get traded to Miami... then he's not going to show up to camp, to training camp. And I feel like that's bullshit. As competitive and as hungry as Dame plays like, you know, I don't expect that kind of behavior from him. As Damien says himself, he does not run from the grind. But, you know, Dame's only made one request to be traded to Miami. And Port- uh, and Damien has given Portland everything that he has. And he tried to get this team to an NBA championship. And we're just four games short. I mean, they were eight games short, I should say, of doing so. But, you know... If he stays in Portland, you know, it's a win-win situation for him because he loves Portland. And this young group that is around him, they can compete. But my thoughts on uh, Dame on it is what it is. That was pretty cool to see him on there, man. You know, my favorite player on my favorite podcast. Dream come true for the Kid King. No, baby. That shit was fire. trying to remember what else he touched on i think that's all i'll touch on on that particular subject all right you guys um look out for my top 50 nba players maybe this week maybe next week it just depends on my mood after i put this episode out all right it's king known uncensored offset versus offender and i'm gone